Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Welcome back, athletes. Today, I am going to break down another week's program for you. So I'm going to go through what I've been doing, a typical rollout of everything we're doing that week, and then we'll go back and break down each individual day. So for the week, we're going to start things off on Monday with one of my uh, personal favorites as far as hero wads go. The hero wad is Badger. So go ahead and look it up. Um, it's it's a little bit of a longer workout, a lot of cleans, a lot of pull-ups, and some running. One of my favorites, though, for sure. Then Tuesday, we are going to be doing a little bit of strict toes-to-bar and strict ring dips. We're working on some gymnastic skills this week and strengths this week as well. Uh, so some strength time there. And then we're going to move on into a 17-minute capped workout, so something a little bit shorter than the day before, and we're going to take a pretty good break from our legs. Uh, it's not going to be nearly as much leg work. There are some burpees in it, but it's really a lot of upper body moving uh, between some shoulder to overheads and rope climbs. On to Wednesday, we're going to repeat one of our benchmarks that Michael and I came up with. It's called the calorie counting concept. We last completed it in February, February 15th of 2019. Uh, so you can look back at your previous scores and let's see if we can do a little bit better. It's a bunch of intervals and we need to do these intervals to get ourselves ready for the open, which is right around the corner. Thursday, we are going to visit some snatches. Because uh, we haven't been doing that many of them, and we want to make sure that you guys still understand them. So this is a day to kind of tune things up, work on good technique, cycle a barbell for a lot of reps. It's definitely about barbell cycling, but then we're even going to branch off into a heavy single lift. So you get a chance to kind of hit both sides of that equation, making sure you really understand your lifting. Friday, a little bit more skill strength work with gymnastics. Uh, we're going to do some strict chin-ups and some pistols. So we're trying to be fluid, efficient, and uh, I'll talk more about that in a little bit. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good chance to work on both those movements. Then after that, we are gonna hit uh, a workout on a Tabata timer. I haven't done this in a little while, but I really like doing it. This one's got double unders in it, toes to bar, and then we're alternating our legs doing lunges with a barbell overhead. Uh, you might remember a couple years ago in the open, we had an overhead walking lunge with a barbell and. We've got to make sure that we understand how to engage and own that bar overhead so that we can safely move forward with it or stay in place with it. And for this workout, we're going to be staying in place. But yes, yeah, so you're working on, oof, you're, excuse me, where you're working on a Tabata timer. And that means you get 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Again, I'll revisit this and explain it all. But it's definitely going to be a good, uh, good, good workout. Lastly, Saturday, we're doing a partner wad. It actually looks a good bit like Badger to start the week. Uh, it's going to be a little bit longer, but you get to work with a partner. You're going to be messing around with a kettlebell for a good portion of it. So, uh, yeah, bring in a friend, have some fun, and uh, we will get into the nitty-gritty. So, Monday's training. We're starting the week off with a big workout, um, Badger. Badger is three rounds for time, and we are doing 30 cleans 
So that is from the floor, caught all the way in a full squat with 95 pounds for guys and 65 for ladies. Then 30 pull-ups, then an 800-meter run. Three rounds of that. Uh, In this workout, it's definitely a good bit of grip. It's definitely a lot on your legs. They're going to they're gonna hurt pretty bad catching 90 reps below parallel and then also running. So my suggestions on it are break up those cleans into small, quick bites, right? You don't need to do 15 reps in a row. Maybe you're a strong enough athlete and you can cycle the bar and move it well. Uh, it's not that heavy a bar. It's just a large volume of repetitions. So it's kind of the death by a thousand paper cuts on this day. Same thing goes with the pull-ups. Be smart about them. Maybe take smaller bites so you don't burn out your grip and you don't tear at least in the first two rounds. Um, Hopefully you don't tear at all, but the reality is when we do a lot of pull-ups, if we don't have a really strong grasp on that bar, then we we risk tearing more and more. So that's why we always recommend that thumb around, smashing the bar grip, because it's much more effective at preventing those tears. Uh, 30 pull-ups, break it up how you need to. Maybe you can go with a really big set to open up, each round and then you need to kind of trickle your way in right we all need to play our own game with that but then that 800 meter run is a chance to recover your grip and also to push the pace a little bit right we can kind of always run a little harder than we want to so the people who run really hard are probably going to be be the people who are finishing the fastest with this workout tuesday we are going to be doing some strength work like i mentioned so we've got 14 minutes we're alternating on the minute and we're doing three to five strict toes to bar on minute one. And then somewhere between five and ten strict ring dips on minute two. Uh, if we need to scale those ring dips, we can. If we need to scale the toes to bar, we can. Now, I know your hands might be a little bit beat up from the day before, but we're not adding any velocity to this. There's no, there's no aggression to your movement. It's just hanging and then engaging against the bar. There's no swing. There's no kip. So really, we should be okay. Um, if you are torn, tape them up or wear gloves. You should be able to hold on to the bar for the 15 or 20 seconds it takes you to get through a small set of strict toes to bar. Remember, there's no, there's no intensity to a strict toes to bar. It's all about intent. And we need to be intentional on slowly raising into good positions and making sure we engage all the muscle groups along the way. So it's very much a technical move more so than, uh, more so than it is an aggressive, fast move. And you should probably check the social medias because I'll put on out a video about those two movements um, to kind of show you guys what we're looking for, a couple ways to scale it, and then uh, try to set you on the right path so we can get a lot out of that strength work. So 14 minutes, we're bouncing back and forth, which means you'll visit each of those, uh, each of those movements seven times. Afterward, our workout's got a 17-minute cap on it, 20, 15, 10, and 5. Lateral burpees over the barbell, shoulders to overhead with the barbell, and it's prescribed to be 135 pounds for guys and 95 pounds for ladies. And then finally, we're going four, three, two, and one with rope climbs. So each round, the rope climb drops a rep, just like each round, we're dropping five reps off of the lateral burpees and the shoulder to overhead. Um, With this workout, pace your burpees. They should be very smooth, very efficient attack the barbell. If you can, do bigger bites. You don't want to have to pick that bar back up to your shoulders, so it definitely pays off if you can do something like 15 and 5 on round 1, and then 10 and 5 on round 2, and then go unbroken on the last two rounds. 
You've got options with that shoulder to overhead. You can do a push press. You can do a push jerk. If you're really trying to grit out one or two more reps, maybe you could throw in a split jerk, uh, but I wouldn't recommend it too early on. It's a kind of a expensive movement. There's a lot of extra stuff going on with a split jerk. On the rope climbs, um, obviously, as the usual standards go at CLE, we're going legless if possible. If not, then we'll add in our legs. And if we got to do a lower and raise, we can do a lower and raise. Uh, we'll double the number if we're doing a lower and raise because those are a little bit smaller repetitions and we want to make sure we're building strength and capacity so that one day we can hang on and then start to climb the rope. Down at Cadre, you guys are just going straight to the feet unless you want to scale this thing up and be more aggressive and go with legless rope climbs. Uh, by all means, do it, right? We all need to train to improve our current fitness level, and that looks a little bit different for everybody. So challenge yourself to be better by doing work that will make you better. Wednesday, calorie counting concept. I love this interval system. Uh, Jamichael and I came up with it, and and it was, it was rough. Uh, it definitely hurt the first time I did it, and I think it's going to hurt just as much again, but I'm hoping I can get a couple more calories in throughout these minutes of work. So what we've got is five rounds. Each minute we are accumulating, well, each minute of work, we are accumulating as many calories as possible. We've got one minute on the ski erg, then we take a minute of rest. One minute on a rower, then we take a minute of rest. One minute on a bike, then we take a minute of rest. That's one round. We're going to go back to the beginning, ski, rest, row, rest, bike, rest again. right? We keep cycling our way through that. And each time we're on the machines, we're trying to be pretty dang consistent, uh, trying to put out a similar volume of calories so that we can build to a big number across all the minutes of work. And what do you have? You got 15 actual minutes of work here uh, with those minutes of rest thrown in between. So these are pretty aggressive efforts. This is kind of like the uh, 10 by 250 ski or row that we did just last week where it's it's a almost sprint effort followed by a hopefully an equivalent rest to the effort you just put in. Now with this, it's one to one exactly because we're working a minute and resting a minute. Uh, so you don't you don't have that variability of maybe it's a minute or not. Maybe it's an equivalent rest or not. Uh, so you should be able to work really dang hard. And that should be your goal. But at the same time, your goal should also be to stay pretty consistent. If you're starting with 20 calories on the skier on the first minute, then hopefully the next time and the next time and the next time you come to that skier, you're able to hold right around those 20 calories. Uh, we don't want to see it start at 20 calories and then end up at 15 calories, right? Consistency will pay off because if you're consistently near your threshold, instead of going too far and getting onto the other side and then dying off, you're actually going to put up bigger numbers in the long run. So try to find that red line, but, but just tiptoe to it. Be careful about crossing it too early. Once you get to that last round on each machine, then that's, that's when you want to bury yourself pretty deep and, and cross over into that darker place and see what you're really made of. So get after that one. Remember to compare your scores to what we did on February 15th, 2019. On to Thursday, where we are going to uh, spend some time doing mobility. We're going to have a good warm-up that's based on our work doing snatches. Uh, we've got 10 minutes alternating on the minute. The first minute, you're going to do five power snatches. The second minute, you're going to do five hang snatches. 
Now, power snatches, we pull off the ground and we catch in a partial squat and then stand up. A hang snatch, we're going to have to do a deadlift before rep one, and then we're going to load down to just above our knee where the rep begins. We pull it and we catch in a full squat, and then we stand up. Uh, Both of these, we want to try to cycle all five reps smoothly in each of the minutes that we do it. So you need to use a weight that's reasonable for you to use to be able to cycle off the repetitions. This is a lot about barbell cycling. It's definitely about the technique you lift with too because if we're efficient, we'll save energy, we'll be more consistent, and hopefully we'll have a better chance of cycling all five reps. Uh, Breathing's big here. Make sure you're getting breaths in. Hook grip is huge. Make sure you're using it. Our suggestion as far as weight goes is around 60% of your one rep max on a snatch. Um, I've done this several times and it was really good training for making sure that we understand how to move that barbell fluidly and efficiently. If you feel like 60% is just a little too heavy for you to have that smooth fluid flow, then take the weight down a little bit. Use a little bit less and let's get that consistency out of this so that we can understand positioning and application of force a little bit better. Once we're done with 10 minutes there, we're going to take a five-minute rest, and then we're going to spend another five minutes on the barbell. But this time, we're doing one snatch on the minute. We're trying to build up and hit the heaviest single we can. Right? So we did a bunch of hang power, or rather power snatches and a bunch of hang snatches. We went through all the positions. We caught in a squat. We caught above a squat. We pulled off the ground. We pulled from the hang. Right? Everything should be loose. We should understand how to move that bar forcefully and smoothly. Now we're going to see how well we can apply that to just a single lift. So each minute you've got one attempt. Take your lift, drop your bar, add weight, rest, reset your brain, and then get ready to do it again. So for those five minutes, we want to try to ascend each minute just hitting that one heavy lift. Uh, we'll see how it goes for you. Yes, you will be a little bit tired, but that's why we gave you that five minute rest so that we can see how a little bit of reset time allows us to then attack a heavy lift. Also, if you take a look at the open and how it's been set up in the past, we've had these intervals where you have to push really hard, do a lot of work, blow your legs up, and then take a small rest and then try to lift a really heavy weight. So this is kind of similar, right? It gives you an opportunity to tax your system pretty intensely and then try to be super accurate, super precise, and lift super heavy. So see what you can do here. Please be safe. Be smart about your lifts and listen to your coaches. We're going to try to give you good feedback to help you improve. Uh, We want to see everybody gain something from this day, from every day of training, and especially when we just focus in on one movement like this, hopefully we can all learn something about our snatch. On to Friday, where things are going to be uh, a little different. We're going back to a gymnastics skill. We are doing, well, skill and strength kind of work. We're doing seven minutes of an AMRAP with one strict chin up, then two pistols. Then we come back and do two strict chin-ups and four pistols. Then on to three strict chin-ups and six pistols. And this keeps ascending in uh, in numbers until seven minutes runs out. Now, this isn't an AMRAP where we really want you to try to get the biggest numbers possible. It 
it's an AMRAP where we want you to try to be very smooth and efficient with your movement. Um, chances are your pistols should get better as you go because you get more warm, more loose, more confident in your positioning. And your strict pull-ups, or rather strict chin-ups, uh, are probably going to get a little bit worse as you go because the numbers get bigger and you're not going to be able to hold on and do nine reps in a row. Well, some of you might, but most people probably aren't going to hold on and do nine reps in a row. And you're going to have to break them into smaller bites. As always with our pull-ups and chin-ups, try to engage and focus on owning a hollow before you actually begin the pulling motion itself. Once we get through seven minutes there, our workout is on a Tabata timer. We're completing three rounds as fast as we can, but we have to stay within that parameter of working 20 seconds and then taking a 10-second break, working 20 seconds and then another 10-second break. We are doing... Three rounds of 75 double unders, 25 toes to bar, and then 10 alternating lunges with 95 or 65 pounds on a barbell and over our head. If you want to wear a weight vest, go for it. A little bit of a a warning to you. Double unders in a weight vest are pretty devastating on your calves. So you got to be a little careful about that. Definitely should be working on double unders. If you don't have double unders, you have got no business wearing a weight vest. The double under has always shown up in the open. So I'm going to say it's pretty much guaranteed that we're going to see it again this year, right? It is a simple but necessary skill, right? It's a test of coordination, timing, and uh, understanding your body positioning. And the only way to get double unders is to practice jumping rope and to practice double unders and to work on them. So with this workout, if you don't have double unders, uh, you could do single skips and it would be 150 single skips. If you have some double unders, uh, ideally those 75 reps are going to happen in fewer than four rounds, right? That'd be two minutes of work with the jump rope. Somebody who's super efficient with the rope might be able to knock those out in just two rounds with the jump rope. So one minute on that Tabata timer. If you're working on double unders, work those four windows and then move on to your toes to bar. Right? We want to still put in the practice, but we don't want to just hammer into the wall uh, and go nowhere. We want to be we want to be making something happen. And also we need to move on with the workout. Otherwise it's going to take us forever. And that Tabata timer can be kind of rough. It's, it gives you some rest. So you have to make sure that you use it well. So when you get down to those toes to bar and the alternating lunges, be really smart about it, right? You know, when those 20 seconds are ending. So have yourself set up to get a little break in, get some chalk on your hands and be ready to go right back to work when the, when the working windows open up again. Um, you got to be efficient with that rest time. You only get 10 seconds, but you do get 10 seconds. So use it wisely. Make sure that it's working to your advantage instead of your disadvantage. Uh, I really like that style of training with that Tabata timer on a workout that kind of takes a little bit of time and you have to chip your way through it. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with those in the past. I've seen good results from them. I think it's a good way to learn how to, how to work to rest uh, because you get twice as much work time as you have rest time. So how well you optimize that makes a big difference in terms of your actual uh, finish time on a workout like that. So hopefully you guys have fun with it too. Last thing for the week, Saturday, we are going to do a partner workout. 
We're going three rounds for time. And in those three rounds, we are going to be doing 20 pull-ups, 30 push-ups, 40 kettlebell swings, and then an 800 meter carrying our kettlebell. Now, you're working together as a team. So for the pull-ups, it's 20 reps. You can split them however you want between the two of you. The 30 push-ups, same thing. Split them however you want. Kettlebell swing, same thing. Split it however you want. Then when you head out on that carry with your kettlebell, you have to stay together, but you can change who's running with the weight whenever you want. You can hold it wherever you want. 800 meters is a good, decent little carry. I suggest changing hands on that kettlebell relatively frequently so that you can go in shorter bursts, right? If each of you carries 100 meters at a time and then changes, it's it's not too crazy to move fast. But if you're trying to do a 400-meter grind, man, that kettlebell is going to wear you down quickly. So I recommend shorter bursts and then quick handoffs between you and your partner. Communication is going to be pretty big on this one, especially on that carry. Please, let's be safe. We don't want anybody getting hurt by a kettlebell falling on their toes. Um, we also don't want them being dropped on the asphalt or concrete because it's not great for the kettlebell. So please protect the equipment so that we can have nice things to use in the future. Well, there's our week. Hopefully you guys are excited about it. I know I am. I'm looking forward to getting some quality training in. We're not too far out from the, uh, well, technically it's the 2020 CrossFit Games Open because it's going to be the qualifying for the 2020 games. But that is right around the corner. So make sure you're putting in a little bit of time on those skill bits, right? If you need to be working on your handstands to possibly get a chance to handstand walk, then do it. If you need to learn to do a double under, now is the stinking time, right? It will show up. So be prepared, right? We're trying to do our best to get you guys ready, but we can't do everything. You got to step up and set some goals and then make them happen. We look forward to helping you guys get there. We'll see you in the gyms.